What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help me? Can you help? Can you help? Can you help? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher. I'm Taylor Tomlinson. <laughs> I'm Kelsey Cook. <laughs> and if you can't tell, we are recording this remotely. So, yes. you know, just doing our best in the quarantine time. And we are so excited about today's topic. We are covering the book, Everything is Figureoutable by the wonderful Marie Forleo. Just wonderful, talented lady all around. But before we get into it, do we have a quotable, you guys? Yes, we do. Oh. Uh, <laughs> shall is, you read it? <laughs> I, I shall, Delaney. This is uh, submitted by a helpster. It says, even if things don't unfold the way you expected, don't be disheartened or give up. One who continues to advance will win in the end. Ooh, Ooh. that is by a name I am for sure going <laughs> to fuck up. Super hard. Daisaku Akita. Sounds uh, pretty good. Buddhist Just, philosopher. <laughs> I mean, Sounds I think great. you nailed it, um, but I'm also a 20-something white girl. So, <laughs> yeah. There's really nobody here that can for sure confirm or deny whether that was accurate or not. That is a, that's a quote that's very relevant to what's happening right now, right? Like, things are unfolding not the way we all expected as, yeah. uh, as we sit in quarantine. And it can be really easy to just kind of feel like shit. <laughs> you know for I mean? real. It's like, it takes extra effort right now to stay positive, at least for me. I don't know how you guys are feeling about that today. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, how are you feeling, Tay? I don't know, man. I, I, the last couple days I was really struggling and I was getting discouraged. Um, then I got super high last night and, um, and I did it right. You guys, I mean, I, I bake cookies beforehand and they're so good. And I'll send you guys the recipe because it's amazing. And there's no grain or sugar in it. There's maple syrup in it, but there's no like cane sugar and it's coconut flour. And, nice. uh, and Sam made pasta and, uh, I took a gummy and I waited an hour and I also ordered a shitload of weed for delivery yesterday. And so I took a <laughs> gummy and I waited an hour and I was like, I feel good, but I'm not like high. And so I took another gummy and then I waited a little bit longer and then, uh, I vaped a bit. And then I was very high um, <laughs> and it was the best. And I ate so much and I started falling asleep at 9 30 PM. There you go. It was, it was great. And I feel better today. Um, so, you know, yeah, 
Delaney had been talking about taking care of herself at night on the Patreon episodes. And uh, I said, why have I not been doing that? (laughs) Yeah, that sounds like a lot. It sounds like the last week of my life, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting a little drunk or getting a little high and eating and passing out early. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the best. Yeah. That's not always at like the top of uh, every self-help book in terms of like how to make yourself feel better is not like to get rip and high or smash. But I guess that's what we're here for. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on your shoulder that tells you to you know yeah you know what self-care does not always look neat and pretty you know sometimes yeah. it is just like smoking a little weed and having a nice meal and falling asleep on the couch you know like yeah. you can't you can't have all the all your ducks in a row all the time you know oh. well I still want us to do some sort of like um I don't know, Instagram live or video where we could all get high together and then like oh, answer boy. people's questions or something. Oh, like, oh, God, oh yeah. boy. Uh, just a yeah. high Q&A. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be a very good that time. Would be so fun. <laughs> we should schedule that sooner rather than later. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, Our I'm advice like, might be garbage. Oh, yeah. It might be super, just like really rambly for five minutes with no point. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, as we're man. recording this, this is we're recording this on March 31st. So Delaney's 30th birthday is in five days, and my 31st oh my birthday is in 10 days. And so you know we're trying to figure out like what what are our birthdays going to look like? And I feel like yeah. some weed booze situation should happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of doing like a a virtual uh, like party happy hour just like you know a group yeah. zoom call like just send everybody the link and be like hey guys if you can make it hop on this call yeah <laughs> for I my birthday doing that and then like cam and i are just probably gonna like you know go on a walk and maybe order some food from my favorite restaurant sun cafe in la and yeah. try to do maybe like another paint night or just something like that watch my favorite movie airplane you know just <laughs> that kind of stuff um, Guess what? Yeah. I've never seen airplane. Kelsey, you Neither are no longer I. in my what? What? <laughs> T- Taylor, you I'm okay? Sorry. You're doing a podcast about movies, right? Has Sam? We'll seen do airplane? airplane. We'll do okay, airplane. Okay, you must do airplane next. It is the greatest movie of all time. I stand by that. Kelsey, you need to watch that immediately once we rec- okay. are done recording. Okay. This is you guys. This is the new high priority. I'm sorry. Everything <laughs> else can wait. You must watch airplane. You're going to see new jokes every time you watch the movie. It's just a fantastic film. Okay. Okay. I know. It's been on my list for forever. Like, I feel not even right calling myself a full-time comedian and having not seen that. Because it's such – it's a classic, you know? Oh, it's a – I mean, it's timeless. It is a timeless piece of art, and I feel very strongly about it. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens with my birthday, and then Kelsey's yours is uh, pretty close behind, and we'll just uh, we'll keep you guys updated on what we're doing in quarantine for celebrating and stuff. Yes. Um. Shall I? Uh, so we dig into the book, you guys. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So <laughs> I feel like um, we just become more and more British as this podcast goes on. Like the way you said that just now. Should we dig into the book, you guys? Yeah, <laughs> shall we? All right, cheerio. Let's go. Uh, uh, all right, so, go for it, you guys. We're going to be discussing everything is figure outable by the wonderful life coach Marie Forleo, and this is a New York Times bestselling book about how to retrain your brain to think more creatively and positively in the face of setbacks. I mean, no better time than the present to dig into this. Uh, for real. Uh, this is so yeah. applicable. <laughs> I know, right? So Taylor, do you want to do you want to kick it off this first section here? Yes, I do. So Marie Forleo's life story illustrates the underpinnings of her personal philosophy. After graduating college, Marie was having trouble finding a fulfilling career path like, oh my God, so many of us uh, who actually finished college. I cannot relate, (laughs) but that's what I hear from people who finish things. The word on the street. (laughs) Word on the street. She worked in several competitive industries. She was an assistant trader at the New York Stock Exchange, sales assistant at Gourmet Magazine, a fashion assistant at Mademoiselle Magazine, and nothing felt right. And man, those all sound like some cool, like, Devil Wears Prada assistant jobs. Like, probably very hard, but like, kind of glamorous. Yeah. 
Then she came across an article about life coaching, which was a new profession at the time, and she'd never heard of it before, but it felt like a revelation to her, and she knew she wanted to help others achieve their personal and professional goals. But her dream didn't automatically become a reality. She had to face some setbacks on the way. First, there were Marie's self-doubts, like, I'm only 23 years old. Why would anyone trust me to be their life coach? Then she was 10... tens of thousands of dollars in debt, like most 23-year-olds who finished college. But Marie waitressed, and she cleaned toilets, she did all these side jobs, and finally her finances were stable enough to focus on her life coaching business full-time, which is incredible. Um, But she says the road from initial idea to successful reality is rarely a short or easy one, and the philosophy everything is figureoutable does not pretend otherwise. Instead, it encourages us to embrace the inevitable difficulties of life and tackle them head on. I love that so much. I love that it's like, it's like, look, this is not going to be easy. It's like when you, you start you know, working with like a personal trainer or something, I imagine when they're just like, this is going to be really hard. Or like you're trying to get into a new profession. Like when you're starting stand-up comedy, everybody's like, this is really hard. Like you have to really want this. And the, the hope that you get just from hearing the title of this book, everything is figure outable. I mean, that makes me feel better just hearing that statement alone. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think it's better to be, like super honest in these sort of situations where it's like, yeah, this is going to be hard. This is going to take a lot because it kind of removes that illusion that it's supposed to be smooth sailing. Like, I think it's easier than to just kind of go, okay, well, yeah, maybe right now things are super hard, but that's just what the situation is. That's what the beginning of standup is. That's like what all of standup is. Standup is hard at a bunch of different times in your career. But like, I think with that and our current situation with the pandemic, like yeah it sucks to be inside but guess what like it sucks for everybody like nobody's enjoying this yeah starting anything is hard no matter what it is and I like you know when Taylor was reading that like it's so true like these jobs that she had sound like pretty sexy jobs in a lot of ways and like you know I'm so so many people probably want those jobs and I think it's just another great reminder that just because the job on paper like might sound cool or um, you know, you're good at it, or people think you should keep going, doesn't mean that you should doesn't mean that it's the right job for you. It doesn't mean that it makes you happy. And so I think that's a I think that was, is really good to remember, like, I mean, now Marie Forleo is this like, (laughs) world renowned life coach, she's been like, you know, called the voice of our generation from Oprah, she has like one of the best online business schools, B school, like she's got she's done all these amazing things. But like she had to start somewhere. She had to start at ground zero and she was switching career paths completely. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm excited to discuss this book for sure. Definitely. Um, Okay, so uh, the next part of the book talks about that every belief we have can be self-limiting or self-empowering. So no amount of positive thinking can make our difficulties magically disappear. Still, negative thinking can make problems seem unsolvable, which may produce self-defeating passivity. Uh, as cliche as it sounds, we really do need to believe in ourselves to overcome challenges and achieve anything. After all, why would we attempt to accomplish something if we didn't believe it was possible? So for example, let's say your finances are a mess and you believe you can't do anything to fix them because you're not good with numbers. As long as you keep telling yourself that, you'll never sit down and try to figure out a better budget. You're creating a self-fulfilling negative philosophy. Ooh, I agree with that so hard. Um, Conversely, if you believe you can do something you if you believe you can do something, you will be more motivated to try and do it. If you try to achieve something, you will undoubtedly make at least some progress. This will lead to a positive lead to a positive feedback loop. Loop. You will increasingly prove to yourself that you can, in fact, accomplish your goal. Uh, yeah, I agree so hard with all of that. It's like the quote we've said before: um, "Whether you think you can or you can't, you're right." Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. That self-fulfilling like, prophecy is okay. very true. Yeah, like your brain is so powerful. Like your thought, your thoughts like feed your actions, and then your actions can often feed like how you feel about yourself. And then it's just like this crazy cycle. And yes. so, like you have to break this cycle. If you keep telling yourself something shitty, you have to you have to like change that dialogue. And I think they talk about that uh, a lot in the artist way, right, Kelsey? Like oh, yeah. changing the inner dialogue, like writing down the shitty thing that you've been saying to yourself down and yes. flipping it into something positive. Like what's the opposite of what you've been saying and start teaching yourself how to talk, to speak differently to yourself. 
You oh, know? yeah. So important. Positive affirmations. There's another great quote that's like, affirmations are like um, a prescription for the parts of your mind you want to change. Like if you keep telling yourself the positive things that you're trying to change every day, it can eventually sink in and you can actually believe that about yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, you, if you talk to anybody who is successful in the thing they've chosen to do, you know, whether they're pursuing it because they love it or whatever it is, like everybody has had setbacks and everybody has had, I hate, I don't like this word, like quote unquote failures. I don't think it's a failure. I always just think it's a learning experience, but mm-hmm. like nobody, nobody goes through like unscathed. If you're trying to accomplish something like you're yeah. going to have, you're going to have situations that don't, that don't go according to your plan. And it's just about pivoting from there, like learning from that. Okay. That didn't work. Let's try something different and keep going. But I remember there was like a quote a long time ago on the podcast that that was something like, you know, the road, the road to failure and the road to success is like often the same. It's just what Mm. happens is that when sometimes when people fail for the first time, they quit and they don't keep going. And that some, so that, okay, that's the road to failure. You just go back to whatever you were, you know, you were doing or you change or something and people might chalk that up to failure. But sometimes if people fail the first time, they keep going and then that leads to success, you know? So I, it's just super interesting if you just change the dialogue with yourself, um, yeah. how the world can look so differently to you. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so the next section here is uh, the belief that everything is figure outable is a powerful weapon against our self-limiting beliefs. Um, it would be ideal to find and replace each of our self-limiting beliefs with self-empowering ones, but you might have so many that that it would be an arduous, time-consuming task. So every self-limiting belief boils down to the notion that this or that problem isn't solvable. If you think you can't start a new relationship because you're too old, the underlying belief is that there's simply no way of figuring out a way around the problem of your age. So author Marie Forleo recommends a more practical way of adopting an empowering mindset. Adopt the belief that everything is figureoutable. So with the belief that everything is figureoutable, you look at each situation as solvable. You might not know what the solution is at that moment, but you assume that one exists from the outset. Oh my gosh, how many times have you guys heard stuff like I'm too old to date or I'm too old to find somebody or all that stuff? I hear that a lot uh, with yes. people that are close to me. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I'm too old to pursue my dreams. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm too old to get out of a relationship. Like it can be the opposite of too old to find somebody. Some people like also don't want to leave a bad situation because they're like, well, I'm too old to start over. Right. Yeah. Right. Also, I'm sure this applies to people like in marriages too, where when they start to get like caught up in like day-to-day stuff where they're like, oh, like this bugs me about them. Like if you're in a relationship and you're in quarantine right now, um, I mean, I know from my own relationship, we've been like a little testy with each other. And (laughs) there have been times where I had to go like, okay, all of this, like basically what she says, like everything is figure outable. Like we're not like, we'll do that while we're arguing sometimes, or we'll just go like, look, we're going to figure this out. We love each other. We're together. But like right now we're arguing and it's fine, but just know that we're going to figure it out. And I think you can do that with every area of your life, whether it's your relationship or your career or whatnot. If you just go like, okay, whatever happens, you can't control what happens, but you can control your response to what happens. I just love, I love focusing on the stories of people who have done incredible things like at different ages, you know, like some people don't start like a successful business until their fifties or sixties, or some people find their soulmates in their eighties. Like, right. it's, I, I like kind of focusing on those types of stories instead of just like, letting those other, you know, that internal dialogue that is negative, just kind of play on loop is like, go seek out the, the uh, evidence that things are figure outable and things are possible and focus your mind on those things instead of anything negative that's going on, you know, in your own head. But what were you saying? Oh, I just think I need to do um, a much better job of this because I have a tendency when I feel like like I'm not going to be able to figure something out. I make that decision so quickly and then I spiral. 
Like mm-hmm. I can get sucked into that sort of um, mindset pretty quickly. And I think if I just took a breath and stopped and just like entertained even the possibility that it could be figured out rather than just kind of giving into that idea of like, oh, well, I guess this is just what it is and this is really shitty. So yeah. anyway, I think if I can do that from the get go, that would be very helpful. Yeah. You know what I like to do? I don't know if you guys do this. I oh, like if I'm ever feeling like, you know, down about something, I always try to like think about what I would tell a friend who was in a similar situation. Oh, and yeah. it, really, it like forces me to step outside my own little bubble and just look at the facts objectively. And I sometimes it's really helpful just taking the emotion out of your decisions and just yeah. looking at the facts like they're just written on a piece of paper. Like, mm. you know, if something is you know, something doesn't go according to plan. Okay. Well, how many times did you try it? Oh, just one time. Okay. Take the emotion out of that. Like that was just one time. What would you tell a friend to do? Oh, you'd probably tell them like, you got to try it differently or try this or do this. And so I do that all the time. It's like, all right, what would I tell a, you know, a best friend or somebody in my family or one of my clients? And what does, what do the facts actually look like? Because the facts and your emotions can get jumbled really easily especially when you're trying to like, you know, be your own advocate. Um, So I don't know, do you guys ever use that tactic? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I should use it more. You talking about it is a great reminder, but that's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Well, Taylor, do you want to take the next one? All right, yeah. Can I do the next one? Is this... This is here's remote, you guys. Usually we're giving each other bedroom eyes like <laughs> yeah, yeah, next. Yeah. But uh now you're you're just catching us uh at an awkward time. Uh at bottom, most of our self-limiting beliefs are really just excuses. Oof, that hits home. Yeah. Why do we become beholden to these self-limiting beliefs in the first place? The truth is that our self-limiting beliefs are just a convenient way to justify or conceal the fact that we don't want to do something. Yeah. Maybe it's too much work. Maybe we're too scared. The motivation to act just isn't there yet. Most times when we tell ourselves we can't do something, we're really putting a self-absolving spin on the fact that we won't do it. Like if we really wanted to do something, we'd figure out a way of getting around whatever obstacles were in our way. The distinction between can't and won't is critical. If we can't do something, our inaction is out of our control. If we won't do something, it's a choice we're making. If we realize what is and is not in our control, we can focus on the agency we have in different situations and take more proactive courses of actions. I think this is so true. I mean, anybody who is in the entertainment business right now, any sort of performer who cannot work at the moment. Um, I think we're all, you know, lucky enough that we can always be doing something from home, whether it's like filming things for our social media or writing a script or developing a show idea or or what have you. And there are so many things that I have not done yet because I go, Oh, well, I can't, I I don't know the, the formatting for a script or I don't, you know, I need to have someone help me or whatever. And it's like, Bitch, you are just being lazy. Right. Yeah, you got like, I'm so grateful to have you guys because you can pull me out of that sometimes. Like, talking about, oh, maybe I should try to do some makeup videos during this time. Like, I can list a million reasons why I shouldn't. And you guys are so good at being like, just do it. <laughs> like, yeah. Just start yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, I love in, um, in the artist way, we're in she talks about not calling it laziness, calling it fear, like being honest with yourself about like, are you really dragging your feet on something? Cause you're being 
quote unquote lazy about it? Or are you, are you actually afraid to do it? Like to make that distinction? Right. Yeah. You know what quote always kicks me in the ass um, that we've said on this show before is uh, instead of telling yourself that you don't have enough time, tell yourself it's not a priority and see how that feels because that's the truth. Like that's the truth. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can't, I mean, from this last week where I've had a bit of a family emergency, I can't tell you how, I mean, relatively simple it was to clear things off my calendar to make time to to dedicate to this as a priority and how many times i decide that other things are not a priority when they really should be like my own health or wellness and stuff and it's like you know i'll tell myself i don't have time to like exercise today because i have a full workload but it's like well that full that full workload <laughs> can be kind of like rescheduled um for other things why can't I do that for myself you know like why why all of a sudden was like oh I was able to clear certain things when it was somebody else who needed my help but I'm not doing those same things for myself as much as I should on a daily basis and so that was a big you know that's been a big learning moment uh this, (laughs) this past week is like oh I was able to maintain what needed to be done but I was also to be able like I was able to like clear up this time to like be there for, you know, my family and stuff. So I don't know. It's just so, it's so strange. Those excuses that we have, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. You know, I'm too old. I'm too young. All that stuff is like somebody out there is just doing it anyway. That's what another thing, like somebody out there is like, might be feeling those things that you're feeling, but they're just doing it anyway. And they're going to be getting the benefit from that while you're talking yourself out of it. Yeah. 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 And the people that are out there just doing it are getting better at it too. Right. Like while you're sitting and judging maybe and being like, well, I could do it better, but I'm just not going to, it's like, right. even if you think you could do it better, if you're sitting there not doing it, like doesn't matter. Cause then yeah. like your work's not getting out there and that person's out there getting better. So it's yeah. a lot of, uh, I feel like my whole mind is just like all artist way all the time now because <laughs> I've read that book so many times, but yeah, it's just, ugh so much good stuff in there. Yeah. And just a reminder, people, nobody's going to do the thing that you do the way that you do it. We all have something unique to add to the world. It doesn't matter if there's a bunch of people doing, you know, makeup videos, Kelsey, right? It doesn't matter if there's a bunch of people doing stand up. It's like, you do it differently. You guys do it differently in a way that's going to attract your people. And I think people really need to start realizing that about their own creative pursuits. Yes. You're going to bring something totally different to the table that nobody else has. Oh, for sure. Um, okay, so the next part of the book uh, talks about that the excuses of not having enough time, money, or know-how don't hold up under scrutiny. Uh, there are many excuses we make about why we can't do things, but these three are the most common. First, I don't have enough time. So that's kind of what you were just talking about, Delaney. Um, right. This excuse seems plausible, but there's a simple thought experiment to reveal its flimsiness. Imagine your doctor told you that you had a fatal disease. The only cure was to sit still and do nothing for two hours a day. Uh, Faced with the alternative of death, you'd probably figure out a way of freeing up your time, regardless of how busy you were. This is so interesting. Uh, You could stop watching TV, log off social media, limit the hours you respond to emails, find quick recipes for meals to cook, and multi-day batches. There are so many sorts of ways to reclaim your time. And what if you use this time towards your goals instead? A mere 30 minutes a day would yield you the equivalent of 22 full eight-hour workdays per year, plenty of time to create a new website, learn how to meditate, or develop abs of steel. Uh, (laughs) The second common excuse is, I don't have enough money. The first question to ask here is, do you actually need money to do what you want to do? For example, if you want to learn a new skill, there are plenty of free resources online. Uh, But if money really is a factor, there are side jobs, grants, crowdfunding, selling things on eBay, cutting your expenses, and lots of other ways to gain funds for your goals. The third common excuse is, I don't know how. Uh, Again, in the internet age, there's an abundance of free resources to learn new skills online. You can also reach out to mentors, free workshops, or other resources in your community. Mentors. I say mentors. Mentors. (laughs) Um, Yep. 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 Uh, Feel all this very hard. So so many things. And like I... uh, especially when you get stuck in the, I don't know how to do something instead of saying, I don't know how to do it. It's like, okay, 
who can help me with this? Who could I outsource this, you know, to who can I like learn from, you know, it's like, yeah, you're not, you're not expected to know how to do everything. Like we should really, if you're, if you're like decent at one or two things, that's really all you need to be successful. <laughs> you know, yes. It's like, yes. nobody, nobody gets to where they're, they're where they want to go on their own. People have business coaches, they have consultants, they have website designers, they have managers, they have like, everybody has some kind of team at some point. You know, yeah. even if you just have an assistant and your team is growing or you just have that one assistant forever. Like it, I think people get, especially if you're an entrepreneur, like you kind of get stuck in that. I got to do everything on my own. And that, that kind of like mentality of like, if I do it on my own, I'm saving money, uh, yeah. which actually is not the case. Usually like, usually you can pay somebody to help you out uh, and and you will end up uh, saving a lot of time and a lot of money by just, you know, letting people do what they're good at. Um, yeah. But I don't know. How do you guys feel about these excuses? Do you ever get caught like making them for yourself? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I like every mistake we talk about on this podcast, I uh, have made or am currently <laughs> making. I've, I've like, I've never read any book on this podcast or like, talk to anybody we've interviewed who's like, you know, when you do this thing I, and been like, mm, no, <laughs> I've never right. fallen prey to that, uh, right. to that flaw. Right. Yeah, yeah. The whole, like the older I get, um, the whole like time is money thing. Yeah. Uh, I've grasped a lot more. I don't think that really resonated with me when I was younger, but, um, if you really get clear on how you're spending your time every day and how you're either like wasting time with something that could be making you money or by doing things yourself that are then using, like if you are able to outsource something right, that could be making you much more money, like you said, Delaney, than if you just try to take all of it on yourself and run right. yourself to the ground. It's just little things that can be done before you're at like a Beyonce level of having a personal assistant <laughs> or chef. Like there yeah. are, you know, like Delaney, like you hiring your sister to help right. you out like financially for you, that made sense to like be able to spend X amount of money on that. So you could profit more in your business. Yeah, absolutely. And like, and it can be something really simple, like, you know, getting a, getting a meal service for a month while you know that you're going to be really busy at work or something. It, it can, it, yeah. yeah, there's like, there's so much in between, between having no help and having like a full-time staff, like you were saying, yes. Kelsey, there's so much great in between and there's a way to ease into it. I know outsourcing can be very uncomfortable if you are like type A kind of control freak, like, <laughs> like we've talked about being on the show and right. it's, it's really nice to just be able to like dip your toe in, try it out and like ease into it. Uh, in certain ways. But yeah, I would say the one that I struggle with the most is I don't have enough time. I find myself with that excuse. And I try, mm -hmm. I try to nip it in the bud. I've really got I, I think my money mindset is really strong. And I've done a lot of work on that for the last couple of years. So I don't tend to, to say I don't have enough money, because I know that I can get more money if I need to and, you know, pick up more work and stuff like that. Um, and then I don't know how I don't use that anymore because I have so many people now that are like part of my team that I can reach out to, uh, to pay them to do something or get help with something or learn a new skill. But I do find that I don't have enough time still pops up for me. So I feel like I've, feel like I've kind of done a lot of good work on the, the other two, Yeah. <laughs> but that one, that one gets me for sure. Yeah. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Um, okay. Is it my turn? It okay. Is. Here we go. So fear doesn't have to be our enemy. We can use it to our advantage. Another obstacle we face when pursuing a new goal is fear. With every new endeavor, there comes a point we must put ourselves out there, an inherently scary thing to do, but we don't have to let fear control us. In fact, we can harness it to impel us forward um, or propel us forward. Uh, Consider how you interpret the emotion. Um, the, the physical sensation of fear may include a faster heartbeat, sweaty hands, a pit in your stomach. Instead of interpreting these signals as telling us, no, don't do it. We can interpret them the opposite way. If you feel afraid of pursuing a new goal, it's often a sign that the task is important to you. With that in mind, you can interpret fear as a compass pointing you in the direction towards what you really want in life. How do you guys feel about this? I love it. Uh, there's a great quote that says, um, do something you're afraid to do every day. And yeah. that's, I mean, maybe a little extreme. I don't know if you can do that every day. Maybe you can. But um, I, I do think, um, again, as I've gotten older, I've tried to look at things that make me nervous and go, oh, okay, I feel this feeling in my stomach. And I'm kind of resisting doing this thing. But I bet if I do it, it's going to make me feel so good afterward. Because when you do face something that you're afraid to do, it's like crack that that rush yeah. is so great. Yeah. What do, what do you think, Taylor? Yeah, I mean, I'm always afraid of everything. So if I didn't have fear <laughs> propel me forward, I um, would just be under my bed hiding all the time. <laughs> I wake up terrified. Uh, so, I mean, I, I like to think of it. It's good to see it, like, written somewhere else. You know, like, you know yeah. when you just know things? And inherently, but it's it's hard for you to get behind with just yourself motivating yourself. Um, so whenever I read something like this in a book where it's like, use your, harness your fear. I'm like, I can do it. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you've been doing it, bitch. Like you have right. to. You, it is your only source of fuel. Like right. I, I only do, I only try to achieve things because I fear failure so much right yeah you know like i'm far more afraid of of fail of like never doing ever accomplishing anything than i am of failing while trying to do something um that being said failure is still very scary to me and if i am going into something thinking that i won't be able to pull it off it's it's really hard to make myself do it i have to think that success is is at least somewhat probable. Like I say no to a lot of auditions and it's, it's really not because I'm like so busy and like, Oh, I know what I'm right for. It's like, sometimes they send me auditions for things and I'm like, I will never get this. This is a guaranteed failure. Mm. And uh, it's not worth it to me to practice auditioning. Mm. You know, like I, I, I don't want to, try for something that I know I won't get like that's very difficult for me but that's just fear you know I because if I were less afraid I would probably just do it and go you know it's good for me to just practice this skill and get better at auditioning even if I'm not right for the part Mm. yeah I think that's pretty personal like if that's not you know, you are so stand-up driven that maybe for you, that's like not um, really where you want to like invest your time. Whereas maybe somebody who is like their goal is like acting, acting, acting. They might be like, well, even if I don't get this, I still want the practice, but it's just like, that's so personal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I have a hard time with this one, this fear thing, because Um, I've in the past, I've had a really hard time trying to figure out if what I was feeling was saying, Oh, I should keep doing it or I should stop. Like with stand up, I was so like, I had so much fear around stand up and you know, the whole like, Oh, do something that scares you. Like that shit scared, that scared the shit out of me every time. Like, I mean, Mm. it, it really, it really, you know, you know, some shows were less scary than others, but um, it really got hard and blurry for me because I'm like, well, this thing doesn't, this thing feels scary, but it also doesn't feel good. So I think, I think there's a difference between feeling like good, scary and bad, scary. Like, um, that's really important to note. Yeah. 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 And the only way I was able to determine that was trying something else and leaving and like, and, and being able, now I have, 
the perspective where I can compare what I was feeling about stand up and that and you know being in entertainment and what I like the kind of scared I feel about what I'm doing now which is like you know running a business and stuff like that and I much prefer the fear that I have now to the fear that I had with stand up and so this is a hard one because I think sometimes your fear or whatever those feelings are might be saying hey listen you might not actually want to do this and like you might yeah. not be doing this for the right reason so you might want to really like reflect on what you want your life to look like um because I would say the fear I've experienced is now is very different. Yeah, that's, that's a, good a really point. good point. It's blurry. You know, it can be blurry. Yeah. Yeah, don't be like, "Ooh, I'm afraid to walk down this alley alone at night." Yeah, <laughs> but I should, I should do, do everything <laughs> something every day that scares me like, you yeah. know. Use your judgment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you gotta use your intuition with this too, with that whole thing. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that was uh, everything is figure outable. What a good book. Mm-hmm. Very good. Now. Um, we have an iTunes review of the episode, as always. This is from Drews 1994. Um, it says incredibly helpful with self-helpless, you'll find yourself listening to three very funny, surprisingly open and unique individuals. I've been finally addressing my own trauma and the, and the emotions related to it that I pushed away for eight years. As I'm navigating these difficult waters, this podcast has been tremendously helpful. Oh, thank you so much. What a nice review. So oh, nice. Thank you. Um, and just a quick announcement, you guys, we're, we're up in our episodes to two per week if you haven't seen that yet. So you're yeah. going to be able to listen to episodes Mondays and Thursdays right now while we're all in quarantine. Yeah. So very keep an excited. eye on that. Very, very yeah. Do you guys um, have any segments? Sure. Um, I have a good shit, I suppose. Um, so... Uh, I recently decided to go through and do another declutter, which I think, like, have you guys done this during quarantine? I feel like a lot of people are decluttering right now. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, Delaney, do you even have anything to declutter? <laughs> like, about? She's like, oh, I used to have four shirts and I cut it down to two. <laughs> yeah, that's why it sucks because, like, my decluttering takes about 10 minutes because it's just, like, you know, paperwork I haven't sifted through and like that. But yeah. damn, I, I wish I could do it all over again. It is the best feeling ever. Oh, man. Yeah, you're down to like decluttering people in your life. <laughs> you don't have any more things. Which, yeah, can't, can may or may not be safe. So yeah. TBD, you, know? <laughs> you don't need to fucking watch it. Cut to Delaney handing a rose to either Mav or Cam. Yeah. After she's completely yeah. lost her mind in isolation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so I decided to do... Um, um, like another major declutter also spring cleaning I guess this is like the time of the year to do that but uh, my mom my mom moved out of our childhood house about a year and a half ago and she had been keeping I think a lot of people from her generation do this where like they keep all of their kids things and yes. also a lot of collectors items that they think are going to be worth a lot of money someday and very much put that idea into their kids heads so yeah. when she moved out, she basically gave me a bunch of my childhood stuff that I didn't even know still existed. You know what I mean? It's like that childhood house had basically become like a storage unit for my childhood things. Um, and I didn't know what was there. So she gave me a bunch of stuff. And then I realized that for the last year, I have been housing these things in my apartment for no reason. So like... <laughs> And some of this is my fault because I do have a sentimental attachment to certain things, but like I still had my prom dresses from high school <laughs> and <laughs> they uh, take up quite a bit of room. They are fluffy sort of ball gown situations. And I like, I loved dances in high school and I love those dresses. And so I'd been keeping them, but um, it was taking up like a comical amount of room in the closet and Kane looked recently and was like are you running a quinceanera shop in here like why do you have all of these this is like mental illness at this point like these have to go so I finally got rid of prom dresses uh and by got rid of I mean I put them in the trunk of my car because I'm not gonna go to Goodwill right now because I don't even think they're open but no yeah they're not out of the apartment and I had like I had like a Spice Girl Barbie doll in its original packaging and like a Spice Girls yo-yo. And I just, you know, my mom's voice is in my head like, but in, but in another 30 years, 
that's when it will be worth millions. And of course, I look up that Barbie on eBay right now and it's worth like $11.20. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep feeding into this idea, like with the Beanie Babies, that these are going to be worth millions. Like they had their time. If it was going to happen, it was going to (laughs) happen. They had their time. It's not happening. So I just did such a thorough um, decluttering and God, it does feel so good. Like I really... If you haven't done it in like a year, just go back through because the things you think oh, yeah. even a year ago where you're like, yeah, emotionally, I'm not ready to part with this. Check back in because I bet there's yeah. things that you actually are ready to part with. Yeah. It's just, it makes you feel like you're in control of something. That, and like oh, that's, yes. that's what I desperately need right now. And I'm sure everybody is just yeah. to feel like you have some kind of control and you do like over your own space, you have that control and uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> couldn't okay. agree more we need yeah. control right now and that's a great way to exercise it. especially yeah. it's, it's a staying indoors activity if you have to be in your place yes. you might as well go through your shit right yeah right. i've been so excited when it's time to clean the bathroom um, <laughs> it's just like it feels good to clean like yeah I don't know. Like it's been nice like having Sam here cuz it's another person I can clean up after cuz you can only generate so much you know, you can only generate so much filth, um, yes. you know, on your own. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, what, are you yeah. what do you got, Taylor? I mean, my treat yourself is just getting super high last night. And uh, <laughs> if, if you have it available in your area, if you're in Los Angeles, <laughs> I didn't know you could get weed delivered, but you can. And so I went oh, online. Yeah. There's some thing called, there's like an app called Weed Maps. Yeah. And, uh, and so it like, I mean, I guess it's like Postmates. Cause I don't, I don't think you can Postmates weed. Cause like with Weed Maps, you have to upload a picture of your um, driver's license and you have to show your driver's license when they get here to deliver it. And you have to pay in oh. cash. Mm-hmm. Oh. So yeah, very so it's a little different. drug deal. Oh it yeah, is. it is very sophisticated, um, and totally worth it. And I I got my stuff, and then I wiped it all down with Lysol, and I got very high, and uh, you know it really shook me out of my depression that I've been in for a few days. So if you have been waiting to get stoned uh, <laughs> until the pandemic gets really bad. Wait no longer, my friend. (laughs) Now is the time. Yeah, Taylor, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that you didn't know about weed maps. I would have, I would have, you know, happily given that information to you. Cam has been using them for since we've lived in this apartment. Like I did not know, and I'm upset with you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll make sure to mass text to everybody, be like, "Yo, you guys know weed maps exist because get on it." Yeah. yeah, I mean, good. you're not a bad friend, but you're not you're, <laughs> you're not, not as good as a great friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Step I deserve that. I do, I do. Um, I have a good shit. My, you guys, I I don't think I talked about this yet. My Instagram account is back up and running at Delaney Fisher. Have you uh, talked about this yet? I don't think we've talked about it because um, this happened right before, you know, coronavirus, oh. coronavirus really got real bad. Um, yeah, but I maybe your account was the first victim. <laughs> coronavirus went after your sweet <laughs> Very possible, dude. Uh, my account was like legitimately gone for, you know, disabled for a whole month. So yeah. it's, not, it's nice to be back. What's up? I'm so glad I have it while we're in quarantine because it does make me feel connected to people. And like I can check up on my friends and stuff, you know, easily and all that. So it is back. What ended up happening, you guys, which is of course it did. Um, my bio used to say I sell dick pics for a living because of dicks by Delaney. Because <laughs> I thought it was a right. it's, cle- it's true and it's clever, and apparently the Instagram robots we were detecting that as I was soliciting porn. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So that's basically, I believe, uh, was told what happened. So I just changed my bio uh, up a little bit, and so far so good. So you know, of course, of course, it was the dick stuff, but. Uh, what are you going to do? Got to keep on trucking, you know? God, keep I on love going. Of course. <laughs> Has anything ever been more on brand that your Instagram <laughs> got shut down? Because I thought you were selling. <laughs> 
God. Oh, that <laughs> feeds like, my oh. soul. And I'm like, oh, but I do sell dick pics, but they're super cute and they're cartoons and they're they're very they're very you know they're friendly. They're tasteful. Yeah, they're tasteful. Nobody knows their dicks, really. Uh, no, they don't care about that. So yeah, you guys, if you have something in your bio that's talking about dick stuff, you might want to change it before you get disabled. Uh, babe, I don't think that's advice for anybody. Who <laughs> <laughs> like, are you trying to talk to right now? Who else is doing what you do? Nobody. Who is your audience? Just in case somebody out there, you know, if you you know if you got a business like Paula's Pussies or something, just be careful because <laughs> things can get real murky out there on the social media outlets. Okay. Oh my god. And, <laughs> oh my god. Anybody uh, named Paula is starting an account called Paula's. <laughs> That is a woman in her 60s, and she posted a lot of pictures of her grandkids. Not her uh, But yeah, good to be back, guys, on that, for sure. Glad to, glad to have you back. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm slowly, I'm slowly learning technology, but obviously I have setbacks like this. You know what I mean? Social media does not come naturally to me. No. So there we go. Uh, this has been a fun episode (laughs) thank you guys for hanging out with us as always um if you want more go join the patreon for those two bonus episodes every month and if you haven't take a second to leave us a five-star rating and review on itunes uh by the time this comes out i think we might have cracked two thousand. you guys wow that's awesome hell yeah we crossed two million downloads guys what's up yes amazing we are now in the multi-millions people that's crazy that is crazy i mean when you think about like our very first episode that we recorded i never thought in a million years that millions of people (laughs) millions of downloads would be happening (laughs) never yeah it's it's awesome wow super cool All all right well we're off to record another episode but we will talk to you guys very soon yeah all right. Thank See you, you as always. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. Yeah, and patreon.com slash selfhelpless if you want bonus episodes and rewards while you're in quarantine. Fuck yeah. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to Self Helpless. We love you guys so much. There are a few different ways you can support our show. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. It really helps us move up the charts. You can also tell a friend about the show, post it on social media, and you can join our Patreon. It's where you can get bonus episodes from us and lots of really fun content and ways to interact with the show. That's at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. And if you go to selfhelplesspodcast.com, that's where you can get links to all of our individual stuff. Delaney, where can people find you? You can find me at DelaneyFisher.com. You can find uh, the online courses there, one-on-one creative consulting, watch my comedy special, and find Dicks by Delaney there. Perfect. Tay, where can people find you? You can find me on ttomcomedy.com for tour dates and links to everything else social media-wise. I am at Taylor Tomlinson on Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. You guys can find me at KelseyCook.com for all my tour dates. My Instagram is at KelseyCookComedy. Twitter is at KelseyCook. Uh, please be sure to watch my foosball web series on YouTube called Wrists of Fury. I've had Delaney and Taylor on together. It was such a fun episode. And you can download and buy my album Savor It on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you find comedy albums. We also want to give a shout out to our amazing producer, Lauren Mahoney, and our amazing editor, Emma Erdbrink. We love you guys, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.